Hey, everybody, and welcome into this week's Action Sports Jacks Pile-On podcast with Brent and Dan. And, oh, my goodness, up and down, the inconsistency prevails once again for the Jacksonville Jaguars on a Sunday at home. They still cannot win at the bank. The Rams get them 27-17, to and that is the topic this week, at least the leadoff topic. We've got some other ones. Uh, bad, Dan. Bad special teams. Uh, you just hit it. You hit it right on the head. Special teams cost the Jaguars a game. If you think about it, they gave them 17 points. An opening kickoff, 103 yards, absolutely can't happen. A block punt that results in a touchdown, by the way. You could have got it at the 4 or 5 made them have to settle for a field goal. They got a touchdown, absolutely can't happen. And a shank punt. And the reason why the shank punt cost them is 16-yard punt. The Rams go three and out, but they still kick a 56-yard field goal. Not to mention, your kicker missed two field goals and really would have missed the third one if not for a penalty from 41 yards out. It was a bad, bad day for special teams. And the Jags invested a lot into special teams. They brought in Jody Camillus to coach, who's one of the best around. They paid a lot of attention to who they have on special teams. This is a terrible thing to to allow to happen and it cost them today it yeah. cost them yeah it was very reminiscent of last year remember those few games especially i think there were three of them in a row where special teams lost in the game and, and this was clearly a special teams disaster and keep in mind special teams uh, hurt them big time in new york as well in that jets loss they have to be tight everywhere else because offensively in the passing game they're not very good and that proved the point once again you know i, I think obviously special teams just jumps right out at you and, and you got to wonder if there'll be some moves made um and it probably will be put every starter on special teams next week <laughs> yeah i mean well they said everybody's available for special yeah. teams so we might see some changes there we'll see what happens but um i, I think the other side of it is I, I almost think we brush over the blake bortles topic now you know because we're like we kind of know who he is yeah we've said it so many different times but i i do say this after that baltimore game in london where he throws four touchdowns. He had a chance to come back against the Jets and win people over. Remember, that was a topic going in. Could he win some people yeah. over? Could he surprise people? And no. he didn't do it in that one. No. And, you know, he didn't have to do anything last week against Pittsburgh. And then he didn't do it again. He had opportunities and opportunities. The offensive line gave up five sacks. They weren't great. They still don't have a ton of weapons in the passing game because no Allen Robinson, uh, no D.D. Westbrook. But still, that's a game your quarterback – you know, they only allowed three points in the second half. Yeah. I mean, your quarterback's got to get it done. Well, that's a good point. And listen, I'm wondering out loud if the Jaguars are – they're limited at quarterback. We all admit that, right? I'm wondering out loud if the Jaguars are doing their very best at putting him in the best position to be successful for him. And I'll tell you what I mean. they got to run him. He's got to run the ball four or five times a game. He has to. He's good at it. He's as good a runner as he is a pass. I mean, I'm sad to say, but it's true. So you got to run the read option where he keeps it and goes around in. You got to run a quarterback draw here and there. You've got to have three or four design plays where Blake Bortles can rip off chunks of yards. You're looking at a possible. 30 to 60 yards, I think, if you do that, which can help you win football games. Yeah, we're so disappointed not to see the read option again. I mean, with Leonard Fournette running the way they have, he has, and the, the box just stacked. Stacked! Oh, my gosh, nine guys. Stacked! In the box. I, I count mean, them at times, Brett. It'd be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, we talked to Alan Hearns after the game, and, I mean, he was almost like – he wasn't laughing, at the, but he was kind of like, really, all we have to do is win on the outside. Right. If we went on the outside – and we got big plays all day. Yeah. Because 
they're stacking the box. Protect them for two, three seconds, and bam, hit a big play. Just doesn't materialize. And some of that's on Blake, some on the receivers, some on the line. But the overall thing comes back to Blake. Find a way to win that game when your defense only gives up three points in the entire second half. So uh, I said the stat on our, on our show on Action Sports Jacks Primetime. Five plays it took for them to get 14 points right. on Sunday. Right. The final 61 plays, they scored three points. And that was because they had a short field off off a Telvin Smith turnover. Mm. And, and that's it. So, got to do better than that. Uh, Jags now go to Indy. And listen, I thought this was a huge game perception-wise for the Jags. They got to win they, at home. They missed the opportunity. Win at home, We know Brent. the storyline. 295 days and counting now since they last won at home. Um, Nine most, and most 31. Of that because you have an offseason. <laughs> Nine and 31 in their last 40. Yeah, at the bank, yeah. So it's bad. Ugh. But now you go to this game against Indy right before the bye. Must carry win. Carry some momentum. Must and win. And also in the AFC South. It's a huge game, isn't it? Must win situation coming up. And uh, one other thing, too. Love the defense. Love the way they're playing. Got to stop the run a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, you kind of do. Todd Gurley gashed him over and over and over. He can't be second and four, second and three. It's tough because the pass defense was terrific again today. Goff was a non-factor. Got to stop the run. But, yeah, going to Indy, divisional game, on the road, must win. Go into the bye, four and three, come back home, huh, and play the Bengals and the Chargers back-to-back. Got to have this one if you want to be – a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in the AFC South. Because it's wide tired. open, man. It's wide open. Wide open wide across open. the entire AFC, not just the AFC South, but entire Correct. AFC. So. Just get to the tournament. Figure out a way to get the tournament and then see what happens because anything can happen if you can get to the tournament. Yeah, this this game will go a long way to say it, I think. Remember, Indy's not that good. Andrew Luck will see. doesn't look like he'll play. Jacoby Brissett's played okay, but Indy's roster really is not a great roster. You are better than Indy, so you got to go on the road yes. and get a win. It's as simple as that. Uh, hey, speaking of um, offenses that are not fun to watch and struggle and uh, – Gainesville, the Gators lose uh, to Texas A&M. And, and what we thought could be a game that got away with from them because of the way the Aggies can score, well, that never materialized. 19-17, no. to 17, they lose. But I feel like this was the first time. I know people make noise. They complain about the offense. We get it. You, you lose and, and things don't look good. This is now – this feels like noise. I feel like there's noise for Jim McElwain, people doubting, okay, is this going to work long term? I think there's a lot of people who are doubting him, but I don't think the important people are doubting him. He'll be back next year. Um, But this season is slipping away from him. Uh, They will be hard-pressed to beat Georgia in two weeks. That would make them three and four. We said last week, okay, you lost to LSU. See if you lose three in a row and see the noise. Well, the noise is there, and I'll tell you why it's there. They're 111th in total offense in the NCAA out of 130 teams. 111th. They're 103rd in passing the football. Less than 200 yards a game. Felipe Franks has three touchdown passes. Luke Del Rio has one. As a team, they have passed for four touchdown passes. That's pathetic. These are your 1990s Florida Gators. (laughs) They're 99th in scoring. Uh, uh, I looked today, just out of curiosity, at the touchdown passes, the touchdown passing leader since Tebow left. And if you go through the 2000s, the 90s, these guys would throw 30, 35, 38, 29 touchdown passes a year. Whoever, Tebow, Leak, Grossman, Palmer, uh, just go down the list, Werfel, I mean, whoever. Appleby had 10 last year. Greer had 10 and 15. Uh, Driscoll and Treon both had 9 and 14. Murphy had 6 and 13. Driscoll had 12 and 12. Brantley had 11 and 11. And Brantley had 9 and 10. 
14 Those are your is leading high. touchdown passers each 14 year. 14 was the high. Yeah. And uh, now Greer had 10 in six games. Yes. So he was obviously tracking Correct. to do something. So uh, the question you must now ask yourself if you're a Gator fan is, is it McIlwain? Is it the quarterback? Is it McIlwain who can't develop the quarterback? Or, in fairness, is it the lack of all these injured and suspended players, which has taken its toll on any and would take its toll on any football team? Yeah, I, I do feel it's a myriad of reasons. It always is. It's not as cut and dry as everybody makes it out to be. Uh, but I do think you go back to Franks has been on campus a year and a half. Year and a half. I mean, the guy can really throw it. I yeah. mean, he has got such. He doesn't a good see arm. the field, Brent. I know. I get he it. He doesn't see the field but at all. But don't you have to be able to do something with that that arm? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, but but then they obviously. That's what that was the hesitation in getting him in the lineup. You know, that's why they didn't just give him the job. That's why they tried to get Zaire on campus. That's try why they tried Luke Del Rio. He just obviously is not processing this they information. They were horrible in the second half offensively. Minus that seventy nine yard run, they did nothing yeah. in the third and fourth quarter. It was a nice run. A and M made the moves that they had to make. Uh they got enough. And when they started hitting those field goals, I I was telling People, 17 is not going to be enough to win this football game, and it wasn't. No. Well, speaking of another uh, place that's struggling offensively, Florida State. Uh, you brought up the stat, I think, 121st in the country in scoring. Yeah. A Jimbo Fisher team. And yeah. he's actually got the quarterback playing well. Yeah, it's weird. Quarterback 18 for 21. It's uh, weird. And he did throw a couple picks. They got off to a great start you with, know, that, I said, with that opening drive. Yeah. You know, I said Florida's 111th in total offense. FSU's 125th. That's nuts. It's hard to, now they have an excuse, so well, I they, mean, gotta, they yeah. do. But, but still, that's still far fetched. But you, yes, you, I mean, it's you weird. Can play and it is a than weird. That. What has happened? There are the days. Look, we talked a little bit about this weekend. They did what they had to do. They won a game against Duke, and yet it was seventeen to ten. You expect FSU, a perennial power, to beat Duke forty-two to ten? Now Duke's improved, but FSU has regressed a little bit, and and they're. You know, they are what they are. They're two and three. And the landscape in college football is amazing right Crazy now. Crazy weird. Six out of 13 undefeateds lose on Saturday. Uh, and it wasn't like they were playing other top 25 no, teams. Uh, Washington, what a disaster yes. at Arizona State. About Washington on a Saturday State night. on Friday night against Cal. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson on Friday night. Syracuse. Yeah, that was incredible. I mean, so it shook it up a little bit. And what it does is it brings herbs and everybody else who has one loss right back into the mix yeah and and keep an eye again miami got a break they got a little oh, magic then what the magic they got uh, there's something cooking there and same play same receiver bounces off the georgia tech's <laughs> helmet on fourth and ten he catches it they kick a field goal get out of there with a huge win it's gonna be a wacky finish to the season you said it though watch out for ohio state uh oh. it, it's anybody's game and now we're a couple weeks away from florida georgia uh, here in Jacksonville, Lee. that's a scary I'm not game going. for Gators. <laughs> we'll break my streak at 35. What's what's uh, what's the line going to be in that game? That's a great question. Double digits. It will be probably in 2012. I think it was. It was double digits. No, 14. 14. It was double digits. I think it was 13 or 12. Yeah. And Florida won. Yes. Um, so it wasn't that long ago that we had a similar situation, although it kind of feels worse, doesn't it? Yes, it doesn't feel good at all. It's um, plus you got the whole revenge thing. You've got Georgia, uh, you know, playing good football. Uh, it doesn't look like a good one for the Gators. Plus they're pretty healthy. They've got they're clicking on all cylinders. I may skip this one. I may leave after the um, after the pregame, pre-game show. show. <laughs> Please join me for the postgame show. From will, somewhere. I'll be salty again. <laughs> I'm tired of being salty on the weekends. Yeah. Well, I want to be happy. Yeah, nobody's feeling good. No. Florida, Florida State, 
Jags. I'm mad at the Jags, too, man. I mean, come on, man. They don't like prosperity. You're right there for the fans. Can't Go win, win two in game. a row. Huh? Can't win two in a row. No. Um, all right. Well, hey, we'll uh, do it again this week, and we'll see if we can get you some wins, fans. By out the way, there. you saw a great high school game on Friday. I know we got to go, but I mean, that Bulls Bishop Kenny game was something for the ages. Yeah, huh? I think that was a game of the year. Uh, that was terrific. Thirty-four. They hadn't met uh, since two thousand four, two thousand five, somewhere in there. And uh, boy, Bishop Kenny, you feel you feel for their their side yeah. because they were ready to rock and roll yeah. on that field. I'm down then, on high school football right now too because we got a nasty email from a lady. Uh, I'm not oh going to name her name, but she was, uh, I thought, mean-spirited. And, and Listen to me. If you're listening to this podcast, when it comes to high school football, you should be grateful to our television station and really any television station that does a 30-minute show on high school football on Friday nights. We can go back to just show one game, yeah. two highlights, and call it a night. Back in the old days. I mean, come on, man. Wow. That's something we take pride in around here. Always be grateful. Don't be critical. Thank you. Dan Hicken leaves you with that message. He's a wise old man. Wise old man. Dan Hicken, I hope you get on Salty this week. Me too. Thank you. Have a good rest of the week. That is your Pile On (laughs) Podcast with Brent and Dan. Thanks for listening here on Action Sports Jacks.